Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's Charity Stripe. Pitch free throws because they are free Monday, April 17th, 2023. We're brought to you by betonline.ag, your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Playoffs? BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season. We have have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, playoffs right now, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options, and your favorite casino and card games, you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or your mobile device to get into the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% off. Welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-B. Correct. You can see it right behind us in this lovely, lovely neon sign. Did you make any bets this weekend? Um, I made it, I did make a couple and yeah. Yay or nay. I bet on the nuggets, um, at halftime to cover the live cover, which, which was, was like 17 okay. by like 30. Yeah. Um, I bet on, but I'm trying to think I bet on the Clippers live at half to win the game. I bet on. Kings to beat the Warriors. Good week. I think that's pretty much. Yeah, I've been pretty. I've been pretty on lately. Really. Yeah. Nice. Well, good for you. All right, you don't have to be so modest about it. Just no. I mean, it's. I'm not a big. For me, it's more feel. It's a. It's a feel thing. I bet for fun. I don't yeah. bet for my. For my job, I don't. No. I'm not like heavy into the analytics, and I never really want to be as a better. It's more just, especially in basketball. It's like watch the first half of the game, see where the trends are going. If a team's down, okay, sprinkle a little money on them. Probably get some decent odds, and if you think they can come back, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there wasn't a lot of comeback coming back. No, most of most of the games were tight all the way through. Tight all the way through, or like the Nuggets one where they pretty much came in and came out and finished the job rather quickly. And then the Celtics, who final score would tell you that that game was closer than it actually was because they were up at they were up thirty at half. No, they crushed them. Even though they only well, they went only by like thirteen at the yeah, end or something like that. One twelve ninety nine. Yeah, exactly what it was, but they were up seventy four forty four at the half. That thing was over. Um, so let's get into it. Let's just go game by game really quickly. In the game ones from the weekend. Brooklyn, Philly, we were talking about that before we got on air. Mikael Bridges, his first game in the playoffs, the Brooklyn Nets. You know, we've kind of pegged him as one of the guys next season who can maybe take a step up yeah. to be an all-star candidate. That being said, I'm look- looking at the roster. It's... You know, I've always liked Doe because you've liked him. Cam Johnson, I think, is a really fine player. Claxton's had a nice season. And Dinwiddie's 
Spencer Dinwiddie. This yeah, Br- is, I mean, Bridges had 30 points in that first game. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is a roster, that if this was the roster at the beginning of the year, I'm not sure they're not in the play-in. They're probably a, a back-to-back play-on team. <laughs> I'm not sure they're in the play-in. Playoffs? I'm not sure they're in the play-in. Oh, period. Yeah. yeah they this were... Is, this is a team that was grandfathered in, kind of. Post-trade, they were well, under 500. Yeah. By three or four games. I don't think that's like a hot take. I think it's pretty much the reality of the the roster. Yeah. Well, do you fill it back with the Kyrie deal, with the KD deal, that'll hopefully, you know, result in them getting some players? Uh, it's funny because... Well, it, de- it already has. Yes, with Bridges and Cam Johnson. Right. And they got picks. Yeah. They got four first-round picks. Yeah. So they will get guys. Yeah, and it's Brooklyn. Someone else will want to come play there. Maybe. I'm not sure about that. Really? I think it's a pretty desirable destination. Are you bringing in the, the like, the, is part of your argument the fact that Kevin Durant went there? Because I think Kyrie Irving and James Harden go there because Kevin Durant goes there. Well, no, I, I think part of my argument is that it's still New York. It's like maybe not the Knicks, but if they have the cap space and they're going to pay you, it's still like a good place to go play. But the. I know it's still not the Knicks, but how desirable have the Knicks been as a free agent destination? Not that desirable, quite frankly. At all. But I think now they would be. Had the opportunity to rise. Now, I don't, they're going to have to get out of the R.J. Barrett con- contract in some way. He had a T, in, you know, in spite of him, they won that game. He was terrible. Yeah, they're also paying Julius Randle a lot of money, and they're also paying now Jalen Brunson a lot of money. Yeah, both those guys, I'm, I'm okay paying a lot of money because they're key contributors. Randall's an all-star. Brunson probably should Right, but my, my point being is that if you want to bring in another big guy, you don't really have the money to right now. The Knicks can't. They have they, to. They also, to they also have Fournier through the 2024-2025 season. Bad. That's not good. Mitchell Robinson, um, his contract is front-loaded but they still have him through 2025-2026. So if you wanted to move off of him, you'd need to. Uh, Derek Rose is a team option for next year for 15 mil. I expect the team will decline that option. Yeah. But out of reverence to D. Rose, you, guy, you never, yeah, you never yeah, know. You, you never know. You can't put a price on a vibe guy. Um, but yeah, you're right. That R.J. Barrett, contra- they're, essentially their third star right now is R.J. Barrett in the way that he's being paid. But obviously on the court, I could list numerous guys that are better than him, especially in a playoff series. And I will, I'll do that uh, quickly. Grimes, Josh Hart, all better players than RJ Barrett for At this Knicks team. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't know who you trade him for. And I hate to say it, at the beginning of the season, I said that they should trade him to the Bulls as a centerpiece for DeRozan. And I think people thought that was kind of crazy. Well, it certainly looks crazy now from the sense of the Bulls would never make that deal. So you're the, the more and more time progresses, the less desirable he becomes as an asset because people see more of him play, and now he has that big contract. And, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, there's no way the Bulls would do that. No. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan's... He is a top 25 player in basketball. And I'd rather have him over the next Top five MB- MVP candidate last season? Yeah. Maybe, did he slip to like seventh or something like when that? When he got hurt. 
Right. If he doesn't get hurt, he's like, he's gunning for a top five spot for sure. He had one of his best years last year. And the Bulls, who were the sixth seed, slipped a little bit. But there was a point where they were at the top of the East. And again, they're going to have to do some looking in the mirror here because there is some serious roster issues with Alonzo Ball contract. Do you bring back Vooch? Probably not. And ultimately, what do you do with Levine? I really think they're going to bring back Vooch. Okay. They might. I mean, I... Well, if they do, and whoever signs him is for sure going to sign him for more than 5 or $6 million, like we talked about. Yeah, probably. Probably. It was, uh, definitely. It was definitely. 100%. Very 1990s outlook of the league with that comment. Um, Brooklyn, Philly. I, I, you said last night that you think Brooklyn's going to get two games. I would be shocked. I just... What do you throw at? Like, who do you throw at? Their their players are too good offensively. I mean, Embiid didn't even have that good of a game. Yeah, I mean, Toby Harris had a good game. Do we expect that to happen game in, game out? No. I mean, the 21 points and great shooting and three of three from threes. I just think, like, I think Bridges will continue to play well. You can get, like, a really good Dinwiddie game because Dinwiddie was not great. No. Cam Johnson was solid. Maybe maybe there's a game where Dorian hits three or four threes. Um, I don't know. I mean, some of it was just we were talking about the Celtics and their possibility of sweeping the Hawks here and getting out with the least amount of energy expended by any team in the first round. So whether the the Nets get two games or one or none, I still feel like game in, game out, they are a tougher team to play than the Hawks are right now. They're going to they're gonna get more out of you. They're going to force you to do some different things um, and challenge the Sixers. I mean, I do not think that they can win this series whatsoever. No, it'd be... It'd be it'd We're talking be. about the difference between one game or two games. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think Boston has a better chance to sweep just based off the matchup. They, they just have no one that can guard Brown or Tatum. They really don't. You can't throw anybody at those guys. Right, and they also have the best threesome of guards to defend Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. They shot under 20% from three. Yeah, Murray's not a great three-point shooter to begin with. He went 0 of 6. I mean, they can do nothing from three. And so when you're down by that many points and you can't do anything from three, you're done. Right. And you have White, you have Brown, you have Smart. You could just throw the Brogdon's a good defender. You could just throw these guys in here. Yeah, I mean, if you, I was really even considering Jalen Brown because I know he typically guards like the 3-4, sometimes the 2-4, through four, depending on who the matchup you is. You could throw him at Murray. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. So four. So they have four of the best guard defenders in the NBA yeah. on one team. It's great. Yeah. I mean, whatever surgeons by Derek White, honestly, there was a, there was a, just a period of time where he really liked him and he kind of, you know, faltered a little bit, but... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, he was young. I don't know. Uh, you can't really say it's like a resurgence. No, but we, but we, th- we, th- well, we thought he was going to take him and Murray were going to be the two guards of the future for San Antonio. Right. He had taken that step back, and then he goes to Boston. Maybe it was an unfair criticism at the time, and it was more so looking at Murray and saying he's taking a bigger step forward, and Derek White is kind of staying at a stasis point. Sure. And yeah, and then it became. Keldon Johnson coming ahead of Derek White, and then they move Derek White to Boston, and he gets this new opportunity to kind of refine his footing, which he definitely, definitely has done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cleveland, going to Cleveland right now. Well, game two tonight. Yeah, game two tonight. 
Knicks Clippers. I mean, the Cavs. It's a big game two for them, and then the Warriors and the and the Kings game two as well. There, it's a must win, I would say. For, for Cleveland. Yeah. Feels Knicks, like it. Knicks have a little cushion because look, you go back. We won the first game. You go back one one. They go to the Garden. All right. Like you know, you you have the ultimate home court advantage, even though players obviously come to the Garden and, and do play their best. Cleveland is, again, I, I really thought they were matched up well for the New York Knicks. Mobley struggled offensively. You know, they, they didn't get it. I don't think they got enough out of Garland, clearly. He needs to really be in that. You 20. don't think they got enough out of Garland? Yeah. I think, yes, and then some. <laughs> yeah. He said, played 43 minutes, and he had one assist. How many points do you have? I don't really care. If he had 17, but like still, I don't really care. I mean, a guy that's like in the top 10 in the assists should have at least seven or eight. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell stepped up, as he always does in the playoff. And again, this was my kind that's of... That's what you anticipated this was my, This was my hesitancy for this team coming into this series, and I know a lot of people really, really liked them, but they have a lot of guys who have not been there before. And Mitchell was 38, 8, and 5 in game one, and Jared Allen was 14 and 14. Guess what? Those guys have played in playoff series before. Mobley has not. Okoro has not. Darius Garland has not. Or even if they well, they did last year, but like not in moments and against a team no. that is really going to challenge them where they are the team that is supposed to win the series no, and are I mean, favored in game one by five and a half points. They're favored in game two tonight by five points. So not much is changing from Vegas's perspective and not much should just based off of those that core four that they have, Garland, Mitchell, Allen, and Mobley. But... Those guys have to step up. Lavert played 18 minutes. He's the, he's their firecracker off the bench. He had three points. Like you need your main guys to play well, to hold at a consistent level at which they had been playing the entirety of the regular season, and then you need bench guys to step up. And I mean that's you you look uh, across the the opposite way. The Knicks that's what they did. Josh Hart had, he had a double double. He's 17 and 10. Hardenstein had eight off the bench. Obi Toppin had nine off the bench. Like. Those other guys yeah, stepped up. Bench. Yeah. And I think some of it is probably Tibbs knowing the situation, knowing how to communicate with his guys and get them in the right frame of mind to play in a playoff series. And, and Bickerstaff doesn't have that same experience that mm. Tibbs does. I'm not, not saying that the Knicks are going to win this series because I still think that the Cavs have enough talent to take them through. But, yeah, right now this is not a Cavs team that I would be scared of in the second round if they did advance. No. I mean, the only, sa- the only savings grace for the, for the Cleveland Cavaliers if they do advance, and maybe for the Knicks if they advance, if Giannis is hampered and Miami pulls off the upset. Right. Well, he's... X-rays are negative. I mean, I expect him to... Be ready for game two. Yeah, I think But they're down it. a game to a good Miami team. To a Miami team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. To a Miami team that two or three years ago went to the finals. Right. I mean, I certainly, I, I think if I'm the Bucks and I'm saying, okay, we will win this series against Miami, which they will. The Knicks would be the team I'd least want to play right now. Going into that second round. Uh, between them or Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. I know like Mobley and Allen, okay, you have two bodies that you can throw at Giannis. Again and again and again. But I don't think it really matters, though, because you have Lopez, and he just can stretch the floor so nicely that you really I – mean, you can rotate throwing those guys at him, but to clog him in the middle, A, I don't think that matters, and B, I don't think you have that option. Yeah, I just 
I mean, a lot of people had this Cleveland team as their dark horse to make it through the Eastern Conference Finals, which is... I don't understand. I'm just not seeing. I'm not seeing it. I know, like we we make a lot of overreactions after game one, but I'm not. I'm not looking at that at just that game. The There's facts no, of their of their youthfulness, I think, are are going to come into play. Beating Boston, Philly, or Milwaukee. I'm just saying. I, I'm with you. I a lot of people had it floated as a dark horse. As you, I think finals? you not that'd be fun. I know. I thought I said it'd be lame. Lame. Who was who was the matchup that was Cleveland Sacramento. Right. We're rooting for the 10 things I hate about you. The Knicks Kings matchup. Yeah. We really want. Which also won't happen. <laughs> um who do you, who has a better chance? The Kings. The Kings. You see how packed it was outside there the beam? Yeah. Tickets were incredibly expensive. Um that city was electric. I had a couple of friends that were in Sacramento didn't go to the game. Really? They me and they said that it was an unbelievable environment. Who do you know that went there? Um, one of one of my girlfriend's friends was there, and she's not a sports fan, but she went to a bar and watched the game with her coworkers. It's like a weekend work trip or something like okay. that. And she said it Glamorous. was awesome. She was yeah, like, "Now sure. I know what the beam is. The beam is cool." And I'm I'm in on this Sacramento run. What they're adopting non sports fans for their cause. That's it's as, just that's as good as it gets. Right the there. light, the beam is. And we were talking about it last night. It was right place at the right time because they, they you needed the team to be good for the light the beam. Right. But they knew they were going to be good this year. The light the beam is just like a little thing that, that nobody else really has. It's like a special thing. It's like, you know, when you hit a home run in City Field or a like Guild Chase Stadium for the Mets mm-hmm. and they put the apple out of the hat. Yep. It's like the same thing. And it's like a little, and it's and even that, and that's just a home run. Right, if a, if a home player. Yeah, there are definitely like celebrations that are unique to a particular stadium or team, for sure. But not like this. I mean, our own alma mater. We're looking at the helmet right now. Yeah, the eyes of Texas. I was thinking about that too. That's great. You light the tower, and you light the, the tower. tower gets lit. The tower in the middle of campus gets lit, burn orange. Anytime Texas wins. Awesome, and it's. But I'm saying professional sports teams. College is different. College. The Dal- tri- Dallas lights the reunion tower which was a big part of getting number one skyline probably like 10 years ago at this <laughs> point. But we'll, we'll keep telling everybody that that's, that's who we are and that's what we always will be. But um, Reunion Tower, which is like the, the ball basically yeah, yeah. On, our, on our downtown skyline, gets lit. Um, they do blue and like silver for the Mavs. They do a, an actual star for, for the Dallas for the Stars. Boys. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, for both actually, I think. For the Cowboys okay. and for the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. NHL playoffs. Jers. Um, I don't think they light it up for the, the Rangers. They don't light it so up. So I'm just so I'm, they probably for the AL West leading Jers. <laughs> I'm just saying there are pro teams out there. I appreciate that shout out. Gosh, and it's bro. a true, it's a true leading of the AL West. There's no ties. There's no tiebreakers. We're nine and six, and the next best team is the Mariners, who are eight and eight. Pumped, pumped about that. I mean, there there's other places too, right? I don't know when he like. What's in the next team that should do this? Like a, a light the beam type thing, and maybe we can marinate on this over the week. But like, who's like the next? It has to be. <laughs> it should be the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they should release a wolf into release the stands. <laughs> a, a wolf pack out on the court, not into the stands. Yeah, and the person that will first do it to like release the wolves, it's like let the hounds let the hounds of hell out or something yeah. like that is going to be seal. Yeah, because it's a shout out to 
pop star. Pop star. Great. Shout Never out. stop popping. Yeah, unbelievable Seal shout gets, out. Seal yeah. gets attacked by a wolf. Yeah, it's I mean it's a very it's a very courageous acting performance that doesn't get talked enough by Seal. What uh I mean, what do you have any other ideas or suggestions? Um, you, you, I mean, you could go the Pelican route as well. I mean, the piston, of, the Pistons were someone we threw out who didn't have something, but you were yeah, like, if they had introduced the beam this year, they would have been so bad where it wouldn't have made sense. But <laughs> next year, especially if they get Wenbanyama, or even if they don't, McCade comes back. You've got Ivy going into year two. Duran, they've got young guys. Um, maybe like bring back Rock City and like play it for like the entire arena. Yeah, yeah like, like jump around you, for Wisconsin type thing. And you just you you blast Detroit Rock City after they win the game, and everyone stays in the stands as opposed to just leaving the arena to get out of there as yeah, quickly as you can to beat a, traffic. Okay, I'm into that. That's cool. Yeah. What about like okay, the Thunder? Uh huh. What about like if they just shoot like thunder into the sky? Or is that too similar to the beam? Well, thunder is the sound of lightning, so they can't. Guess that's not an option. So, yeah. What about yeah. the? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're the classic like college drinking game, <laughs> Thunderstruck, that where you worse. would play ACDC's Thunderstruck, yeah. and every time, every time they say thunder, you drink. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Thunder. It was like oh. oh, oh. What about in the and same you vein? Have to drink yeah, in the, in the same vein as the wolves bit. What if like they just released a pelican into the stadium? Are pelicans dangerous? I think they're pretty dangerous. Okay. So they probably. tend to like dive for their prey. So I feel like if they, yeah. My baby! It kind of <laughs> just reminds like Jurassic, I think it's Jurassic Park 2 where the, yeah. I mean, the rockets, like, I don't want to be shooting off any like rockets or missiles. I know that takes time and preparation. You can't just do that after. You know, yeah, only won 20 games. Yeah, so. but you know at the end of Kung Fu Panda where he needs to get from point A to point B, and he, like, sets all the red flags in the... Red flag about me. You've never seen Kung Fu Panda? No. Wow. It's okay. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I don't want to be like, yeah, I remember that, and be like... Well, I just feel... You're a big Jack Black guy. Huge. Just never seen it. That's a really important... Black movie. ...part of his filmography. Unbelievably. Maybe, arguably, you could argue it's maybe the most the important. The most important. Wow. I would say School of Rock is has to be hands down the pick there. I think it has to be. It has to be. No, yeah, but Kung Fu is. Dead. I mean, I'll maybe I'll watch this week. I mean, I don't know for like the Magic, the Wizards. You could have David Blaine come out to like the center of the court. I mean, that could get pricey. That's fun. Chris Angel maybe is a little like you know, or Copperfield. I don't know where he's at. But does it? Is it more impressive if it's like? He makes Kristaps Porzingis disappear. Yeah, like he okay. incorporates one of the players, player, whoever's the player of the game. Like the seven-three Latvian is now going to disappear. Yeah, that would be amazing. Other than that, like obviously Raptors are extinct, so you can't let them in there. The Bulls definitely, and the Hawks are definitely a little dangerous to release the animals. Um, what about the idea, like the Raptor call? You know, like they kind of like shriek, almost like birds. And uh, Demar Derozan's daughter. Was doing that. Ironically, I wonder if she learned that in her time in Toronto. But what if they took her like screech and everyone in the stands just like Raptor called together? And they brought DeRozan back to Toronto. They brought him back and the daughter also front row season tickets at every single game. She gets paid. She's on salary. That's cool. Yeah. Horn the Hornet seems ultimately maybe arguably the most dangerous. Send out the swarm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't have know. your EpiPens ready. Yeah. Jeez, that's really that's yeah. You know, I mean, the Kings just have it. Like the only thing I could say is like, oh. the Nuggets with the Nuggets, like you know, doling out McNuggets, McNuggets for yeah. the for the people. Well, that's uh, Dallas. When I was growing up, if they scored a hundred points and they won the game, everyone got a free taco voucher for Taco Bueno, um, which is like the regional version of Taco Bell in in Texas, which yeah. I think is better. I I know what Taco Bueno is. Have you ever been though? No, but I know what it but is. But you know what it is. Okay. Yeah. See, again, I'd admit if I'd never yeah. done something, what shout do you out to Nelson um, Cruz. What do you think about just like ripping it from drumline and when we go to the Hornets game, instead of sending out the swarm, like actual Hornets that are out there and can potentially sting people, they just play Flight of the Bumblebee. Mm. That's okay. Like, a, like a, they had the Hornet, like a drumline. Yeah, I'm into that. That's yeah. cool. All right. We got their fight of the Bumblebee. I I I wanna the Wizards magic scenario to me is the most powerful. There's, there's a lot of potential with those teams. Yeah. A lot of potential. A lot of cool things you could do. Cavaliers, if they really wanted to, they could like knight somebody or present the sword. Mm-hmm. And they could do like a sword raise. Yeah. Other than that, you know, again. What if they got like a for every opponent, they had like the cavalier. And then whatever the opponent's mascot was, and they jousted at the end, and the cavalier would like take down the opponent. It's obviously like it's all set up, it's all, it's all safe, but it's almost like they're bringing medieval times to the court. Yeah. After the fact, and everyone got to like get really pumped up in the crowd, and they would they would hang out, they would stay, and they would watch. I'm down for a thing for all these teams. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. I don't want to say it's the best best idea and that everyone should, you know, follow suit with the Kings, but I really think it's a good way to bring in the fans. Add like a it's like it just added a second layer to a Kings team yeah. that really had absolutely nothing going for it. <laughs> right. Mm. The only thing Sacramento had going for it was Ladybird. That's it. Legitimately. They, and great. they absolutely have bounced back. Great film. Yeah. Great film. All right. Lakers, Grizzlies, with jaw, no jaw. I kind of feel like the Lakers are going to take care of business. It could be a bit of an overreaction, but getting game one in Memphis handily, even if they lose game two, which with no John Moran, I can't imagine LeBron some blood in the I don't, water. I don't necessarily – I, look, I know they won by 16. That game turned in – the score turned into something different in the last two. It unraveled. I mean, there was fast break after fast break. Right. I, so I – With Anthony Davis it was a charge, giving me a heart attack. It was a close game. Yeah. The the whole way until the very very end, I think the John ja Morant piece is crucial in knowing what's going to happen for the remainder of this series. I mean, if he's not playing, the Lakers are going to win. Hundred percent. But if he's playing, even if he's hurt, I think this is a really interesting and fun series. And I just wish that the Grizzlies, and this has been my criticism of them for the last two years. In the playoffs, they do not have the capacity to be a highly efficient team offensively when they're not in the fast break, when they're in the half court. And it is a tremendous problem, especially in the playoffs. And they really push the tempo. But when LeBron has saved basically all his energy for the playoffs, he is one of the best chase down block artists of all time. He is the best. Yeah, he's the best ever. He's the most famous. And he did it like twice to Desmond Bain. They will keep pace. They have enough young athletes that can run with these guys. Anthony Davis is an incredibly versatile and mobile big. So He's I just, what Jaron Jackson wants to be. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, the size thing is a, is like the aren't what's what's their size differential? I don't think it's that much. Well, I, Anthony's broader. Well, now, but when Anthony came to the league, he wasn't that broad. No, Jackson Jr. is bigger than Davis coming into the league. What's he? Is he six eleven? Jaron Jackson Jr.'s. I ass. I just for whatever reason I feel like AD is taller. Why well, you think JJ is like? Yeah, he's six ten. What is AD six eleven? He's listed as six ten. I don't know. Maybe they're the exact same size. He just AD feels bigger out there, so maybe that's something that he feels broader. And 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 Jaron Jackson Jr. feels a bit slimmer. But yeah. JJJ to me is, I mean, look, he's a big series for him. He but he came out and played. He came out and did his thing. Game one did did exactly what he. I mean, you're talking about a, a guy who's primarily primarily viewed as a defensive specialist. Came out and had 31, was the leading scorer from the team. I would even like to see him rip more threes. Honestly, he might have to. I mean, he was an all star this season, right? That's how yeah, an all star yeah. plays in the playoffs. Yeah, how he played Absolutely. in game one. Absolutely, deservedly so. An all star. I mean, two blocks as well. You know, the only the glaring thing to me, and it's not as bad because he had the 31 points. But if you go back to what you said about Garland having one assist. If you're Jaron Jackson Jr., I mean, I mean, it's not been his thing weirdly all season, but as a 6'10 big, you got to give me like eight or nine boards. The five rebounds is pathetic. It's not good. Yeah, I would say that's... And they have like, a size problem. They're running out Tillman, well, running out Dama. They don't have any, I know have, Brandon Clark's not a big guy, but he was, he was really helpful from a rebounding perspective for this team throughout this season and last season. Steven Adams, obviously, is a seven-footer. And he clogs up the paint. So missing those two guys, especially mm-hmm. against a Lakers team that has Anthony Davis, Jared yeah. Vanderbilt, LeBron James. That no, Steven Adams is a disaster. Yeah. In this matchup. I to me, they might have to be in a position where they and I hate to, you know, Cancun these guys, but if they do lose. Mm. Taking Roddy and taking Zaire Williams, some of their young talent with some picks to get a to get a four, yeah, to get the Latvian guy, if you can. Hmm. KP, I kind of like that. That's an interesting addition to their team, and you can still have a guy like Stephen Adams. You can run those two guys together. You might have to. You could, yeah, but you might have to move them with them. Well, but money because you got to, maybe maybe Bane. There's contracts on the books. You have to speaking of contracts, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in a different sport, Jalen Hurts just got. Extended oh yeah, today. we could we could move off of basketball. Well, I just think bit. at least no, we, I, at least mentioning that. I mean, five years, two hundred fifty-five five million contract extension, highest paid player in the NFL. What do you need to do? Not sign him. Well. Here's my, I guess my question to you is like, did, have you seen enough from him to warrant this? From Jalen? Yeah. Yeah, he just went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he almost won Super Bowl. It's the best team in the, the NFC this year. Didn't almost win the Super Bowl. Got the Super Bowl. They were in there. Yeah. They were in the game. Completely in the game. Their defense got Man, diced. Diced. It's Cleats. Scored bro. on every single but he, time they had the ball. How was he in the game? He played well. He played excellent. It's unbelievable. I know, but I my 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 question, I guess, is like he did it for one year. Made the playoffs two seasons in a row, but I don't necessarily think that the playoff run two years ago was because of him. I actually think he was not that great. Statistically. We know he's a, an excellent leader. And I think that's 
why you make this move because you know he's going to be great in the locker room. He's going to give it his all. He's going to make guys around him better. There's no question about whether or not he wants to compete for a Super Bowl. But I just, it's interesting because it's not like he has a history of this level of play for multiple years. He's his third year. He's 14-1 and as a starter last year. Didn't turn the ball over in the playoffs, Super Bowl included. I'm looking at the NFC, and I go, okay. If I don't, first of all, if you don't lock him up, then you have to restart a quarterback. You were the most dominant team. In my eyes, I know they've lost guys. There's been shuffles around. They, they have the 10th pick. They have the 30th pick. I know Bijan's been floated out. But if Jalen Carter's sitting there and they had Hargrave's completely replaced by that guy. They could also, if a quarterback falls, they could also move back and get more picks and continue to replenish. I mean, they're really in a nice position with the number 10 pick. I don't even think they need to take our guy, Bijan. You could probably balk on Bijan at 10, take the best defensive player available, go back at 30 and get Jameer Gibbs. It's not that much of a drop-off as much as I hate to say it. And he adds, like, another dimension. I, to me, the Eagles are probably the favorite in the NFC East. As, I mean, as they should be. They just went to the Super Bowl. They're probably the NFC favorite again. Would I be shocked if they didn't go to the Super Bowl? No. But to me, they're right now the NFC favorite. He's a huge reason you got there. Doesn't turn the ball over. Unbelievable leader. Can, makes plays with his legs. He is a touchdown machine when he gets to the red zone. 13 last year. 10 the year before. So, to me... He's worth the money. He's young. It's five years. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like it's like in baseball where they sign Xander Bogarts to like an eleven year deal and, and he's playing with a Walker. You know, they, they're paying you Darvish the Padres. And I know Nick's not here to defend them, but they're paying you Darvish for another millennium till twenty twenty eight. We'll see like two presidents by then, probably. Maybe I don't really know what the election term how that's maybe one. You know, we're on the cusp of a second. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a five-year deal. It's worth it. He'll still through, be through 2028. He'll be under 30, I think, yep. when he's done with the deal or done with this portion of the deal. And you're not paying an aging guy. You're paying a young guy. The only thing you have to hope is that as he gets older, he becomes less, I don't want to say reliant, but less legs heavy and continues to develop as a passer. Which right. I, with, if you have Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown and Goddard around him, and you know maybe they take another receiver this year in the draft. Look, there's no way, there's no there's no one saying they can't take another receiver at thirty. So I think it's important to note that the deal is 179 million guaranteed, and there's no trade clause. Okay, so, it's fine. There's no trade clause. That's chill. I'm just bringing it up. That's chill. I mean, the guaranteed's not that much. If you consider what they did, I mean, I know we know we talk about it's the chart. three and a half years guaranteed. That's fine. That's it's actually pretty good, honestly, in my opinion. It's better than the full thing guaranteed. Yeah, I think what you're saying is absolutely right because he is a he runs really tough, he runs really hard, but you you got to take care of your your body, mm-hmm. and he has for sure. He's a he's a moose, dude. Yeah, probably squats the most on the team. Realistically, <laughs> he might. He might. No, I just i i think it's i think it's fascinating that this is where the league is with quarterback contracts. 
Yeah, exactly. This is where the league is with quarterback contracts. So you either play the game or you don't. Do I love it? I'm but I also, obsessed. I mean, I also think it's it. It's also fascinating to me because at the beginning of this season, before we saw this guy play this season of football, his job was on the line. Yeah. His job was. was on the line. No, it was on the line. I didn't think it should be. I don't think you thought it should be. We didn't know. We didn't know what to expect. He we went to the playoffs we, the we year know before. Jalen Hurts. Bro. We went to the playoffs. The, he went to the playoffs the year before. And lost and was bad in the playoff game. Was yes. bad. Was bad. But we know Jalen Hurts, and we've seen him throughout his. He also entire- got benched at Alabama. He did get benched at Alabama. I'm just like this guy. It's an unbelievable story because he continues to just surpass expectations. But he got them to the national championship game on the back of a really strong team. And when he st- and you know what, the ultimate we talk about all the time, the ultimate leader move by Jalen Hurts stays at Alabama, comes back the next year. Tua goes out. Who wins them the SEC championship game? Jalen Hurts. That's right. Comes to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. He sets all kinds of records. Game one of Oklahoma, and was pissed off at the end of the game. We need to improve. Not good enough. Got absolutely murked by the greatest college football team in the college football playoff. Still had a pretty good game. No, he had a good game. He had a good game. They are the division favorites at Bet Online. They're plus one twenty. So Cowboys are close behind them at plus one sixty. Yeah. I, I like the Hurts deal. I'm with it. I'm with it. We could. Uh, we yeah, could I mean, s- makes makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. I, 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 I'd rather pay him than Lamar. Well, that's quick. what that's what's going to be discussed. I'm sure it is, because these are the two guys looking to get where you know Lamar is looking to get the money. Yeah, Lamar's missed more games, more important time, and and he, and Jalen Hurts already has more playoff success. Yeah, and I know Lamar is was an MVP, but that was four MVPs. The four MVPs ago, we have, we've had a Mahomes and two Rodgers MVPs. Yeah, so like. Record on field he's is great. still incredible. It's incredible. But yeah. like, it, that's like me going and saying, like, all right, Dallas Keuchel, you got to pay him frontline starting money because he was Cy Young five years ago. Maybe a bit more at this point. but Yeah. You know? It, well, it's a big deal, obviously. And and uh, shout out. I mean, it's the, big, it's the biggest contract in, in NFL history. Um, his his uh, agent. Shout out to Shout out to Savannah, his agent. No, sorry, Nicole Lenz's agent. Um, but she just made a boatload of money and negotiated a really great contract for her client. Yeah, big shout out to her. Uh, we two basketball games we need to cover before we rock and roll. Denver, they're gonna roll. Yeah, great. Kind of concerned. I mean, Russ did shoot poorly, but he played great defensively. Kawhi Leonard, we forgot how great he was and completely turned it on. The rebounding, the rebounding discrepancy was a massive issue in that Phoenix game. Yeah. DeAndre Hayden has to have more than eight boards. I mean, he's uh leaves a lot to be desired. And you know first, what? First overall pick. They yeah, they got out rebounded by seven boards. Fifteen offensive rebounds by the Clippers. I know Russ had five, but Zoo had four. Plumley had three. So like that's, I mean, yes, Russ can be in a position where he's, you know, getting long offensive rebounds and he's and he's flying in, which they have him doing, you know, from outside, you know, from outside the three point line, flying. He said, in he, he said, he said, I, 
you know, I want to be humble about this, but I'm the best offensive rebounding guard in the league. Probably. <laughs> yeah, very well I could don't be. I know who else. I mean, Kevin Love's I don't. I mean, charges, that's not one it? of the lists that I make of just who's the best offensive rebounding guards, but, but maybe, I, maybe I should because it matters. It very much does. Yeah. It matters because, like, a lot of these – sometimes, especially with the way the NBA is played today – I mean, extra possessions. Extra – yeah, extra possessions, yes. And with a three ball, there's a lot more long rebounds. Right. So having your guard who could fly in, be in a great position – I mean, like Dennis Robin talked about all the time, he was just so good at being in a position to get the board, you know, and, and reading where the ball was going. Yeah, having a guy like Russ who can get you know get his own board and that active player like that with a high motor creating more positions for guys like Kawhi Leonard, yeah, you know who shot the lights out the place. Eric Gordon who came out really hot and was super strong. I will I will say like I think this is something that really really we need to pay attention to as this series progresses. The Suns were six for nineteen from three. They just don't take a lot of threes, and the Clippers were ten for thirty one. And I would say that's not a great game for them from, from behind the arc. And I have watched enough Mavs Clippers series with this version of the Clippers team to know that they can get scorching from the three-point line and that one of those games is coming. And if it's this next game on the road in Phoenix, the Suns are going to be in trouble. Because obviously, it's not quite the same playing at Crypto.com. You can win games on the road against the Clippers in a way that you maybe can't, or it's a tougher environment for some of these other teams in the West and in the East. Sure. But I just, I'm really going to be keyed in on, on how many threes per game the Suns are making versus the Clippers. And if there is an adjustment made from Monty Williams's perspective to say, okay, Chris, Devin, Kevin, like if you have any room from behind the arc, you let it fly. Well, I don't think you're in much of a choice because I think you're right. They shot, the Clippers shot as bad as I think they could have from three. I I would imagine that. Ty, yeah, I, I would Ty say they're probably like great defensive. They're probably Russ. they're probably hovering between fifteen and twenty threes a game as opposed to ten that they got. Yeah, realistically, well, because Man didn't hit one, and he can hit. He's good for like one or two. He should be good for one or two. Norman Powell went one of four. Way yeah, under um, his. Percentage. How about how about we take five of those threes away from, from Russ. Russ that missed? Yeah. Batum only he only hit one. He didn't shoot very much. So I'd I'd like to say that, um, you know, you try and overcorrect on the get offensive the side. Cor- get it to the corner, dude. Right. Russ catches it on the wing. Hey, drive, pull that defender, then kick to the corner so Batum can shoot that corner three. Yeah, take but a page I, out of PJ Tucker's book and just sit down in the corner. I mean, he could do it. Batum. He can he hit should. five to six threes in a game for sure. If he's sitting there and hanging out with a wide open three, I don't mind. I like Nick Batum taking that shot. Oh yeah. I ultimately though what you're saying about DeAndre Ayton on the glass, I mean Zubac is he's through one game he's played better of those two big men. Yeah, I of think course. He, I think he does the things that you need a big man to do in the playoffs better than DeAndre Ayton does. He protects the rim better. He grabs offensive uh, rebounds better, defensive rebounds. He takes up more physical presence in the paint in a way that DeAndre Ayton could and should, but doesn't. I get that Ayton's a better shooter. He's a more offensively skilled player, and he should be. He was the first overall pick. But Zoo is a more impactful player in regards to winning. You got Jokic, you got Giannis, and you got Embiid. Yeah. They're probably the top centers. And then Sabonis, bam. Yeah. 
We'll throw JJJ in there. Just, you know, why not? And I'm probably forgetting some, you know. Well, the, Anthony Davis, if he's the center. Anthony Davis, Mobley, you know. I would want Aiton to be in that group. Right now, he's not playing as one of those guys in, in that top 10 group. Cat, like in that group of guys, the bigs. If you don't have one If you're of the Suns, big, would you rather have Jared Allen than DeAndre Aiden? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It just fits the team more. Yeah. What they need. Yeah. But all I'm saying, if you don't have one of those top 12 bigs and you're on the team on the outside, look at teams like the Celtics. They don't have one of those guys. But their combination of Horford and Rob Will is like a super big. Right. This Zubach and, and, and Plumley combination. Yeah, Plumley. Yeah. This, great. this 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 Robinson and Hartenstein combination, like having a combo of two strong bigs that you can rotate with each other, you know, they kind of complement each other in some ways. It could be not as dangerous as having obviously having one of these dominant bigs, but it could be a really good second optionist if you don't have one of them. But they can't have that. They can't have that because they're paying him thirty million a year. Who, sons? Yeah. No, they can't have that. That's why he has to be. He's being paid as one of those unless, top guys. Um, unless you are the Timberwolves and your other star already was a big, like Carl Anthony Towns, then you can't do that. You, yeah. Because can, you can interchange Gobert and Towns. Now, do I think that Gobert should be paid at that level as well? No, not I don't. Anymore. No, I don't. He should probably, he's not as good as KP. Would you rather have Gobert than DeAndre Aiden? Probably not, right? Youth. How's Gobert? Was Gobert 28? No, just like right now, if you could swap him on the Suns. No, I'd probably rather have Gobert, honestly. I don't need the offense. I know they lost last night. They might, though. They might. They might. I need the defense. Because Paul was two for eight from the field and is hesitant. There's something There's something up with him. He's just getting older. Well, he's, but he's been older, though. Yeah, but sometimes it comes. You know, and quite frankly, I'm the Phoenix Suns. I go, okay, I have Kevin Durant, I have Devin Booker, I have Chris Paul. That's, I, I don't think Chris Paul's going to have that. I think he'll step up. I think offensively, I have the, that trio. It's Chris, like, it's, we're not asking for him to take, like, ridiculous shots. Like, take the shots you've always taken. No, get to, like, open right threes, the block, yeah, get, to, get yeah, to the elbow. That spot that he likes in between you don't, the elbow he won't, and the block. He won't miss those for 25 years. No. Until his body really breaks down. No. Until, like, he can, those shots are walking yeah, the like, still. That fade away. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I the only thing I would say is that why I'd have Gobert over Aiden for this team, the rebounds the, the, on the interior defense, getting Russ out the way if he can, you know, styming Zubach and, and Plumley. Like, I think I, I, I would like to think at least he's being paid and, and, and revered as such that Gobert is a better option to do that. Yeah. I just, Ty Lue's a great coach, though. And when, when he has a big, that he's looking at, he can play him off the court. He always has. He's been able to do that. So this it's a really interesting series. And the fact that like it's an interesting series as is without a healthy Paul George, who would undoubtedly be the fourth best player in this series if he were healthy, behind Kawhi, Kevin, and oh, Booker. Mean, dude. If they can get through and then he can get healthy, It'll be maybe, over. maybe we haven't been talking about the Clippers enough. No, if, if they get through and Paul George is healthy... And then they they would take on the Nuggets. We'll see. I don't want to. But like Nuggets. you're saying, Zubac, Plumley, bodies that you can throw at Jokic. If that'd be a Kawhi Leonard on Michael Porter Jr. Ha! Good luck. The Nuggets are in, in a tough spot. They they better hope that they get through unscathed. Or even Batum on 
Batum on Michael Porter Jr. and Kawhi gets to play on Jamal Murray, good luck. Yeah. Someone has to deal with Aaron and Gordon, then, I guess. But yeah. Paul George, let, let PG have Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Get a little physical out there when he's back. All right. I do want to say, before we wrap up, this is just a random thought. And the just the headline. Oh, wait. What did you... Yeah, throw out the headline, then I'll ask you. Yeah, yeah. What's the headline? You know what I'm going to... Th- you know what my answer is going to be. Pablo Lopez... Minnesota Twins, four-year, $73.5 million contract. He was traded for Luis Arias okay. in the one-for-one swap, the Marlins. It's early, but Arias once again, he hit for the cycle. He was, I believe, I think he won the batting title last year with Miami. Um, that was, that was low-key under low the radar. Key, yeah. I, to me, I just want to point out something we don't always see in sports, mm. an even trade. Lopez has been great, leading the league so far in strikeouts for the Twins. They've been really good. Halliburton Sabonis. That's a Halliburton Sabonis even trade. Cool. Love a good even Stevens trade. Um, what did you think of? Was his name underlined? Was it crossed out? What's the verdict? The show does such a good job. Whoever, whoever was the prop master who actually took the pen and did the crossing out did it in such an ambiguous way that it just was incredible. And they didn't show the paper and then they showed it. And when they showed it, that was the first time we had seen whether or not it was an underline or whether or not it was a cross out. Talking about, talking about succession. Do you think it was one final chess move by Logan to get in his head? No, I think he just, it was before everything that had happened that we have seen. Logan, I think, I think I it was Kendall, drafted before season one, episode one. And Kendall was to be the guy. Yes. And, and he blew it. Blew it. And he blew it. But the move he makes at the end. Kendall, you're saying, at the end of the episode with Hugo. Do you like that movie? Who's just a total liability and always has been. It's all, I've always been Team Caroline Fire Hugo. Great character, though. Carolina. Carolina. Great character. Hugo? Yeah. Big head, small neck. His name is first name is Fisher. Is he actor? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big head, small neck. No, it was it was a Logan Roy move, and that's why he was on the paper before the show started. And I think I'm with you. I think it's a great call for the before the show. I also think that and he's changed the least out of all of them, and Roman has changed the most. That's my. That's my. Biggest I thing. think Siobhan has changed that. I don't think she's changed a drastic amount. Either. No, I think I think her and um and she's Kendall and hungry. Kendall have not changed at all. She's just title power hungry and power hungry. She just wants to see at the table. Do you Ken- think that fall was real or scripted? When she fell, like walking, scripted, descending scripted. those stairs. They're a smart show. Scripted. She did a great job. Great job. Great sell. I think that the Greg. He was hysterical. He was great. When what's her name came in and was crying, and he goes, "Oh no!" Carrie, yeah, all of his little quips to Marsha, like under his breath. You know who was epic? Had an epic, like thirty one minute monologue. Oh, Carl, unbelievable! They gave him a lot of a lot of space in this episode. Um, I mean, he's <laughs> he's a total bonehead. I don't. He is, but like, you know what? He's thought he rank rank Frank Jerry Carl in order of competency. Jerry, 
I think it's like Jerry most competent but cares least about the kids. Then Frank, Frank cares most about the cares most about the family. Middle competency level. No, Jerry, I think Carl cares least about the family. But it's also the least competent. <laughs> yeah. They kind of sometimes each of them remind me of the three kids, weirdly. Yeah. Points. Yeah, I wonder if there's there's been talk about that. There That's has to be. Like I probably. think I think like I don't think Jerry and Chiv are too far off from each other sometimes. Sure. And I think yeah. Kendall and Frank have similarities. Both are like really good business savvy guys that could lead the company. Both are just a little soft. Yeah, but isn't Carl kind of Tom, not Roman? But he's like so like wishy washy, boneheaded sometimes. It's like Roman vibes, like Tom. Yeah, I think Tom's no. I think Tom's smart. I think he's well, Tom. Really, he's just here to serve. He's here to serve. He's just he's, he said that about five times in the episode. He is also he's just not in the circle. He's blinded by the light a, a bit too. He's just like kind of the guy that's like you know like wait for me. Like, don't forget, like, oh, like, where it's like, it's like, it's like home alone, like, forgetting Kevin. He made a, he made a play. It didn't work out. He got bodied. Yeah. And it was so great because Jerry, like, because you always thought of Carl as this buffoon, but Jerry kind of like led the carrot a little bit and talked about like his past. You, what you did with Cable in the 90s was amazing. Like, he gave Carl some credit. And so all of a sudden, you saw Carl in a big, in a better well, light. Some, some of that was right, right. Good writing, of course. But I think like they're just, it's also, it was fun to watch these characters all at almost like a wake, but they're placating each other because of the context of where they are. But they're still like not willing to say like, yes, you're right for it. No, you're not right for it. Straight up. I was. They always what, dance around the point, right? That's what everyone always does. Oh, it's a huge dance. And that's why the, the, one of the most. And that's why when, the, when, when Kendall is like, I'm not dancing around the point, Roman and Shiv are like, but you are. Because we can't trust you. Like, because we've never been able to trust you. And then Roman gives in because, again, I think he's the only one that's changed. And, like, he wants the best for everyone at this point. And, like, that's why he was able to get over his father's death quicker. And now... No, but that's always been his character, though, I think. I think he's always been... I don't think he's over it. I just think he's, like, put... I think he's just backburnering it. He's, he backburners everything. Emotionally, I think. Well, I also think there's like some reality of the situation. I was, which is I was like, very which shocked. Is it, roll, it rolls in waves too, yeah. right? Like those feelings when something like that happens, it's that traumatic and that close to you. Like there are days that you don't even think about it until something reminds you, and then you're fully weighed down by it. I'm sure. I do think I was one of the more shocking bits of the episode to me. Not the ending. Not the full confirmation that Logan actually is dead. Not you know Tupacing it in an island somewhere. Uh, I would say the most uh, shocking moment was how quickly Kendall's play for him and Rome to be CEO, how quickly Roman was like, yeah, I'm with it. Sorry, Shiv. I think it's because he's, he's, wise, he's wisened up. Like, he has grown. He has learned things business-wise, and he has learned things relationship-wise, and he's looking at it Truly, I think I think for him it's an honest thing of like I want to help the the three of us out in the best way I can. I think I think Kendall's with it too. I think Kendall wants his. I th no, I think Kendall. Wa I think he wants to think that he is, but he's sure. Not. But I think deep, I, yeah, because he's because he's an addict and he can't help himself. Yeah, I do. I do think he wants that final. Like ultimately, we started the show. He was supposed to be the successor, and he was supposed to be the next CEO. Even if it's interim, I think he wants to just kind of say like he had it. I don't think so. He wants the title a little bit. 
Oh, he wants the title a lot of it. Yeah. I don't think he wants just to be interim. I don't think. No, he... no, no. I think he wants to shake, though. But I do think he cares about the company. For I sure. Think ultimately, he always cared about the company. And I think he thought he really was the best person for it to think he thought he was ready. And I probably. And I, I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I he think always so has, like, the most but clean I, ideas. For sure. But I don't think he ever. He's He does, but he's also not receptive to other people's ideas. Like, I, I think he gets. He gets siloed into like his own. This is right. This is it. I'm fucking him. Like this is what. Like you know. Like he. He just. He re- he regressed in this episode at the end, but it was epic, and I loved watching it, and I knew it was coming the minute that you Hugo regressed was, in what way though. Regressed in a sense of, he went into a room with Roman. He went into this partnership with Roman for both of them to be front-facing COO or CEOs together. Roman said, "No, I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to shit on Dad." And then the minute that they got out of the room, he was already scheming, and he already went against the guy that he just he 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 backstabbed. He brutused him. Had to. Did he have to though? Yeah. The whole thing is that no one wants to talk about. That's what I'm talking about. They always dance around shit, and they're never like being. I think the sh- with I think other. the shit on the dad was the right move. Unfortunately, I think it's the move that Logan would have done. But the great thing about this show is we never know what the right move is until it plays out. We have no idea if that's. The I right think move. Logan. I think look and if, and knowing Kendall's luck, it's probably the wrong move, as far right. as how things would play out. But I think that Logan would have done the same thing. Based off episode one. Yes, yes, When he's yes, like, yes. why'd you come to my birthday party? Right, 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 right. And that gets back to what we're saying is why did he write the name before the show started? It's because of that. He could have wrote the Because he sees he him. He could have wrote the name. He could have crossed the name out episode one when he came to the birthday party. You know, it's interesting. I wonder if there's a scene in that episode where he goes and grabs a piece of paper and does that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. Was there? There very well might have been. Maybe like I'm doing that thing where you you build your own memories of like how sure. things played out. But there very easily could have been like a little private moment where Logan went off and Brian Cox wrote something down on a piece of paper. 100%. Yeah. We'll have to go back and look. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Real winner, Connor, though. Um, Fancy new digs. Mikasa is to casa. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so funny. So funny. All right. Fans out there, Jack, both feet about swing on the phone, can't rip that puck at that putt at your PKs because they free and your free throws white toss. Because they're free. That we are. We out you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.